Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Healthy Mama Hacks, a weekly mini podcast where I share my best tips for hacking your healthy mama life with simple tips for easier eating, cooking, and living a healthy mama life in 20-ish minutes, about the time it takes you to fold a load of laundry. So let's do this, mama. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Healthy Mama Hacks. We are halfway through the month of December, which means the new year is upon us way sooner than many of us are probably prepared for, and it has been another crazy year at that. And as I was starting to decide the episodes that I wanted to share with you all in December, I knew that I wanted to touch on the new year and resolutions and all of that jazz because I think we can all use those helpful reminders throughout December as we are coming into the new year to really stay balanced when it comes to our goals for the new year. It can be really easy to get to the end of the year and look at all the things this year that we didn't accomplish and go, okay, I'm going to start the new year. I'm going to do all of these things. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. I'm going to set this resolution and that resolution and overwhelm ourselves and start the year overwhelmed. Or maybe we start the year motivated and then a couple weeks in, we've fallen off of everything and then we feel like we're right back where we started. We are exhausted and we don't want to start the year like that. And I have talked ad nauseum about how trying to make sweeping changes sets us up for failure. I've talked before about goal setting. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to bring that topic up again here on the podcast, but I'm going to today because I think we could all use this little bit of a reminder because many of us still come into the new year or come to the end of the year feeling like we need to make grand resolutions. And I won't lie, I've had these thoughts myself as well, whether it's our health or our wellness or otherwise, we oftentimes get into that place where we're like, these are all the things I haven't accomplished. So these are all the things I need to accomplish in the new year. And we approach it in this way, in the way of I've got to get everything done in January instead of a way that's actually going to be sustainable. So we know that resolutions don't last, right? You know that, right? So what I want to talk about today is avoiding the resolution trap. It's okay to have changes that you want to make. It's okay to want to make big changes, but we don't want to make those sweeping changes that don't last. So how do we actually create changes that last? Let's chat about that today. 
So let's talk about what a resolution actually is. So have you ever thought about what what a resolution actually is? So dictionary.com defines it as a firm decision to do or to not do something. You can probably tell where I'm going with this. I've already talked about this. The problem with the resolution is that once we break it, right, because when we make a firm decision that we're going to do something or we're not going to do something, it feels set in stone. And oftentimes these resolutions are big and grand. Um, Sometimes it's like, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to use the term clean eating, right? Because I don't love that term because, I mean, I've talked about this here on the podcast before because it implies that everything that's not clean is dirty. And even though I am a huge fan of eating lots of real whole foods and nourishing your body in that way, I think when we put a label on it like clean eating, then it becomes this big thing. So I'm going to eat clean the entire year. And then we're like, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And then what happens? Okay, we we are really good the first week. And then we come to the weekend and we're like, oh, it's date night. How am I going to eat clean on date night? Okay, we look at the menu and we plan out what we're going to eat. And then we get there and we're like, I really don't want that. What's one night? And then you eat all of the things. Maybe you overstuff yourself because you've been depriving yourself all week long. Because I think oftentimes when we we associate clean eating or eating healthy with eating foods that are bland or boring, which you guys know is 100% what I am not about. And really, that's what we're going to talk about as we come into January. How are we going to make healthy eating truly delicious? Because healthy eating can and should be delicious. That's what makes it sustainable. So we'll talk more about that soon. But we come to that point and we're like, what's one night? And then we eat all of the things. We oftentimes overeat all of the things. And then we're like, well, whatever. I might as well just eat whatever I wanted, whatever I want. I mean, not that you shouldn't eat what you want. I'm all about intuitive eating. You should certainly eat what you want. But instead of having that goal to eat more real whole foods or to quote unquote eat clean, we decide that all bets are off. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna eat pizza every single meal for the rest of the year because I tried, it didn't work, and that's it. And so what happens is we swing from one extreme to the other because we made this firm decision and we're like, I'm never going to do this again. And then when we break it, it's like, well, it's broken. And then there's no point in fixing it. (laughs) So we feel like all bets are off. It's this black and white on or off type situation. So the problem with resolutions lies in two areas. Number one, most resolutions are unrealistic. I think you can tell by my like silly extreme analogy here that most resolutions are something where we're like we're making this big grand decision and it's unrealistic for that to actually work. And oftentimes when it comes to our health and wellness, we think that we have to make these big grand decisions in order to create change. Even though I think we all know innately that change comes from those small habits that we do every day. And they compound, they build upon each other. And that's how we create a healthy life. But we don't want, we want quick fixes. We want to see the change, whether it's the change in our bodies, the change in the way we feel. We want to see that really quick. And so that's why we're like, okay, if I just do this one thing, it's just one thing, right? I'm just going to eat clean for the entire year. But that's a huge task. So what if we instead broke it down a little bit and turned it into something that is more habits-based? We're going to talk more about that in the next episode. We'll talk specifically about goals in the next episode. But today, I want to talk about the second problem that we have when it comes to resolutions, and that is our mindset. 
our mindset around resolutions is what sets us up for failure, the resolution mindset. So the first thing we need to do before we shift our goals is that we need to shift our mindset. So what does it mean to shift our mindset? It means that we need to shift our mindset from this resolution, this firm decision, this black and white, to focusing on those smaller, realistic, actionable goals, which we will create in the next episode. But what we want to focus on is instead of the decision to do or to not do something, it's focusing on becoming the person that has reached the goal you're striving for. Or who is that person who has reached that goal? What does their life look like? How do they feel? And really identifying that and shifting our mindset towards becoming that instead of if I do this one thing, then I will get this result. So this is something that James Clear talks about in his book, Atomic Habits. I love Atomic Habits. Uh, I talked about this with Sabrina Magnon in a couple episodes ago, and his book is a must. It's a must read or listen. I listened to it. And I've listened to it twice. He talks about the most powerful changes um, or that the most powerful changes occur when you decide that you are the person you want to be. So instead of I'm working on learning to run, deciding that I am a runner, just that simple shift, even if you've never ran a full mile, that can help you to focus on the day-to-day task of being a runner. So if I am a runner, then I run. So it doesn't, there's no, I have to run three days a week or five days a week or this many miles or this many minutes. It's I'm a runner. So runners run. And so Instead of what feels like a lofty goal of I have to run this amount, this many miles, this many minutes, this many days, it's I am a runner. So what would a runner do? For me, I am a runner. I identify as a runner. I love running, but I haven't run in over a week. It's mid-December and it's been cold and windy here in New England. And that's my choice has been to use the Peloton bike inside because that's what feels good for me. Does it make me not a runner because I am not running a certain number of miles or a certain number of minutes? I'm a marathoner, but I'm not running a marathon every single week. So identifying as a runner means that I make a decision that's right for me as a runner. And right now I want to enjoy running. I want to enjoy the process of being a runner. So therefore, I'm not running right now because running right now is miserable and I want to love it. I want to be a runner. I don't want to be someone who runs and hates it. I want to be someone who feels good, who moves in a way that she enjoys, or I am someone who moves in a way that I enjoy, which is oftentimes running. But right now, it's not running. That doesn't make me not a runner. It means the decisions I'm making as a runner are the ones that best serve me, both as a runner and as someone who has other goals, like joyful movement. Your mindset is your frame of mind. It's how you view the world. It's a collection of thoughts and beliefs that fuel your actions and your reactions. Our mindset dictates both our response and our interpretation of the world around us. So just shifting that mindset is beyond important for creating long-term change in our life because our mindset powers our thoughts, our thoughts fuel our emotions, our emotions fuel our actions. The way we feel fuels our response to the world. So in order to change our thoughts, 
and fuel those positive actions towards whatever changes we want to make, we need to shift our mindset. So an example that I gave of this last year when we were doing our Simplify and Thrive Challenge is if we view the world as all bad, nothing is good, nothing's going to change, and we allow ourselves to think like this on a regular basis, it's going to fuel the way we react and the way we act in the world. I'm sure you have seen people on social media, I know I have, acting in this way, this like, you know, this doom sort of mindset. What happens then is if we see another bad headline, we immediately go, well, of course, it's just going to get worse. The world is doomed. And then we act accordingly. Okay, we end up more bitter and more angry and we react in that way. We might not make plans for the future if we're sure the world is doomed. We might frivolously spend our money because it doesn't matter anyway. We might not take care of ourselves because what's the point? We're just going to go into quarantine again or we're just going to do this or we're just going to do that, right? So our mindset fuels our actions and our reactions in the world. And the same thing goes for our for how we view ourselves and how we view our ability to change. So if we don't believe that we have the ability to change our habits and create that long-term change to create a better life for ourselves, whatever vision that might be, we will never change because our mindset will continue to direct us back to what we believe is an impossibility. If we constantly believe, I'm never going to be able to do that, then we won't be able to do that. If instead, we focus on shifting our mindset to fully believing that we can create change and we can have the better life we've imagined, we can intentionally start to direct our thoughts and then our actions towards those positive changes, those small, incremental, important changes that create habits that create our long-term change. As you might have noticed in these examples, our beliefs around what is and what isn't possible really power our mindset. But what's really cool is that shifting our mindset can shift our beliefs over time about ourselves, about our ability to change, which positively perpetuates this mindset, okay? Our brain only believes what we tell it. So if we intentionally shift our mindset, we can in turn shift our beliefs over time. So even if right now you don't fully believe that you can create change in your life, this works as a positive feedback loop, right? Where we shift our mindset and our beliefs slowly start to change, okay? Whenever I talk about mindset, I really like to refer to Carol Dweck. She's a Stanford University psychologist, and she popularized the idea of a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. So if we have a fixed mindset, if we think that our ability is innate, that it's never going to change, then any failure makes us doubt ourselves as a person. But in contrast, if we have a growth mindset, we know that we're not always going to succeed. But failure is an opportunity for learning and growth. It's an opportunity for moving forward instead of staying stuck in that failure. So she tells this story in her book, Mindset, of a high school student, Jimmy, who wasn't doing well in school. And then he sat through a session with her describing the growth mindset And he all of a sudden realized, you mean I don't have to be dumb? And from that point on, he became a hardworking student and did really well in school. So mindset is so incredibly powerful. So shifting our mindset starts with getting in touch with our beliefs around what is or what isn't possible. 
I see this a lot with the women that I've coached in the past, though I don't do health coaching anymore. The only coaching I do is meal planning and meal prep. Mindset is still a part of this. But if you've ever felt this, you know, like my clients have in the past, when you're trying to become a more balanced eater, you notice that every time you've done a diet in the past, you deem yourself a failure. And then oftentimes you'll allow yourself to stay stuck until you try again. And oftentimes the same thing happens over and over again. The diet fails. You think you're a failure. You're stuck until you go on another diet. And it's this constant loop. But if you can shift your mindset to one of realizing okay, maybe that diet just wasn't it. Maybe I can learn from that and move forward into something new, hopefully balance instead of that diet cycle, because that diet cycle will continue over and over again. We can then continue to move forward and find what works instead of staying in that same cycle of blame and shame and blame and shame and really staying stuck, but in this stuck cycle. So, All of this being said, the most important thing that we can do when it comes to moving away from that resolution trap, that this is my firm decision, this is what I'm going to do or not going to do in the new year, the most important thing is to take a look at what our mindset is right now about our ability to create change, our ability to create change as a whole and our ability to create change in that area. And how can we reframe failure? How can we reframe when something doesn't work as a learning opportunity and an opportunity to move forward and to continue to grow? So what beliefs are you holding about the changes you want to make? How can you expand your view of what is possible to shift your mindset towards one of growth in this new year? In next week's episode, I'm going to talk about creating those realistic New Year's goals. Until then, friend, thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Connect with me over in the Healthy Balance Mamas Facebook community or over on Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris. And the podcast is at Healthy Balanced Mama Pod. And I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.